0: T Mobile expanded its home internet service to cover 30 million households starting this week. But our own Rick Broida has had the service for the last six weeks. What did he learn after all that time? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Thrilled to have the cheapskate himself, Rick Broida, on once again. Welcome, Rick. Thank you, Roger. Always thrilled to be here. So we had you back on, we had you on in February to discuss your early impressions of. T Mobile's home internet service, which runs on its four G and five G network. And I, I know you talked about some hiccups, but it was generally decent. So you know, now that you've had this extended time with it, what's the verdict?
1: Uh, verdict is thumbs up. Uh, I'm actually very (laughs) happy to discover that at least for me and at least for now, uh, T-Mobile home internet has been working reliably and quickly. And if I sound weird about it, it's just because I, I almost didn't expect it to, you know, I kind of (laughs) figured like, okay, it works, but then there's going to be traffic or there's going to be congestion and it's just going to stop working well and whatever. And it's actually been quite good. Very happy.
0: And has, has anything about the experience changed over the last six weeks? Did it get better, worse, or was it, was it largely the same?
1: So things were a little rockier at the start because, um, you know, gateway placement, where you put the the thing in your house is actually very important. And so the first couple of places I tried it, my uh, connectivity, my, my speeds were kind of all over the place. And since then, I found that the perfect spot is on the second floor of my house near a window and kind of pointed in the direction of where I think the towers are. And, since then, my speed's been great. My, you know, Everything's been fairly consistent. So that's the big tip I want to give people who are trying the service is to make sure you experiment with where the gateway goes because it really can make a big difference.
0: Got it. And I want to talk about speeds for sure. But before we get to that, a big deal, a big change since we talked that T-Mobile had raised the price to $60 a month from $50 a month. So I know you're, you're grandfathered in, but for folks who are considering this service, does the price change you know, really change the calculus for you when when thinking about recommending this? It doesn't really, I mean, I was pretty
1: excited about that $50 rate and another $10 a month more isn't certainly a deal breaker, but there's just something about it that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way uh, because it says very prominently on the signup page, you know, no rate hikes. And that's been true because they didn't increase my rate. It's only newcomers to the service now who have to pay the $60 rate. And it still says that it says no rate hikes. So if at some point down the road, they bump it up to $70 a month, you know, you should still be able to continue at 60. So it really just kind of depends on what your other options are. You know, for me, I had Comcast. They were billing me at like $90 a month plus taxes and fees, which bumped it up to like $106 a month. It was obnoxious, felt like it was always on the rise, but that was really kind of my only option. But I've heard from a lot of people who um, have other choices out there and they're paying like 40, 50, 60 bucks a month already for cable internet and it's pretty decent. so it really just kind of depends on what your pricing options are.
0: so I think that's that's definitely going to be something folks will have to weigh in that extra sixty dollars. but you're right uh, you know in in the argument that there are no rate hikes once you're locked in, it seems like you've got your price and so that's that's something it might be an incentive for folks to jump in knowing that. Maybe down the line the price goes up. Uh, let, let's talk about speeds get back there. I know this service runs on 4G or 5g depending on availability, but what have the speeds been like? like do you have you gotten, have you taken speed tests? have you sort of tracked what the speed was like and, and really overall what the experience has been you know when kind of putting it through its paces?
1: Sure. So I've actually been running speed tests almost, not quite daily, but, but a lot almost, you know, at first it was kind of obsessively like I'd be running speed tests like many times per day and just kind of checking to see where the numbers were. And really throughout my six weeks or so, they have been all over the place. There, there are times where I'll get 80, 90, hundred megabits per second, download speeds. And in the fifties and sixties up, which are great numbers. Um, and then there are other times where, you know, they're in the twenties and 30s uh, uh, download and even like just in the single digits for for upload. And it's kind of a head scratcher. Like why, why so much variation in those numbers? I, I just kind of chalk it up to time of day to congestion on the network. And, you know, just it's kind of the same on your phone. If you've ever checked speed test on your phone, you know that, that um, carrier performance can really vary quite a bit depending on, you know, where you are and time of day and all that sort of thing. So, Here's the key takeaway, though. It kind of doesn't matter what those numbers are as long as your performance is good. Uh, And by performance, I mean, like, am I getting on the Internet quickly? Am I streaming video without any hiccups? All that stuff that matters day to day. And that's all been absolutely fine. No issues. Even if I'm getting in the teens, I'm still getting good streaming video and, and all that
0: good stuff. Well, you did mention sort of a wide kind of variable in terms of speed, like the 20 to 30 megabits per second seems a little bit on the low side. Uh, How is this for gamers and, and for folks who have more, I guess, high bandwidth intensive applications that they need to run at home? Right. And so I, I should
1: caveat that by saying that there's only one or two people in my house like during the day who are who are online. So it's not like I've got a household of five people who are home all day, every day, pulling at this bandwidth. Uh it's usually just me and one of my kids, but um The gamer question is is a really good one because if you look at T-Mobile's community forums, which are a really great resource and I recommend everybody check out, you'll see that there are a fair number of of people who have noted lag issues uh, with the service and a lot of lag equals not a great gaming experience. I'm not an online gamer myself. I haven't really been able to put this to the test but uh, CNET's Eli Blumenthal has been doing some gaming testing uh, just the last couple of days. And so far it's been fine for him. He said he he was playing Fortnite while streaming video and, and it was all good. So it's really kind of a year mileage may vary kind of a thing. And, you know, what's really great about this is that there's no contract here. So you can try T-Mobile's home internet, you know, pony up the 60 bucks for kind of a one month trial and just see how it works for you. And that will really
0: answer the question of, of whether it's a good fit for your house. Right. And, you know, you talked about uh, the, the placement of the router being an important factor. I'm curious over the last six weeks, have you learned any new tricks or discover any quirks about the service that, you know, either makes the experience better or, or, or just sort of smooth things out for you?
1: Yeah, so the one thing I have learned in addition to uh, router placement is it's, it really benefits to reboot the thing every week or so. Um, So when I would be checking day to day and all of a sudden I see, boy, on this day I'm getting, you know, pretty low uh, performance. uh, I reboot the router and it's back as good as new. Um, You know, my speeds jump way up again. So that, it's kind of a weird necessity, uh, but it might just be kind of like the nature of the 5G beast, or at least the the mo you know the wireless modem beast that it just needs to happen. Uh, but that's definitely something that's that's been helpful for me.
0: All right, a little bit of router maintenance is is necessary. Yes. <laughs> what are some of the other known issues or limitations?
1: So there's kind of a big one. If you look on the the, pro, the promo page for T-Mobile Home Internet, you'll notice a, a rather concerning bit of um, uh, fine print, which says that not all streaming services are supported. <laughs> Just like, that feels like a big red flag to me. But so in reality, there's a known issue with um, Hulu Plus with live TV. Uh, it doesn't work uh, at the moment on T-Mobile's home internet service. Um, I've tried every other service that there is, you know, from Netflix to Disney to Philo to Pluto, all of them, no issues. This is a known one. t mobiles aware of it. They say they're trying to fix it. Uh, I think it has something to do with like the location of the modem and Hulu needs to register a fixed location. And this is not bad. And I don't know. But anyway, they're working on it. But that's something very important to consider. If, if you are a Hulu with live TV subscriber uh, at the moment,
0: doesn't work. All right. Well, that's important to know for, for Hulu customers. You mentioned the fact that the you know, Hulu requires a fixed point, and this doesn't. Technically, you can move this modem around, uh, not just within the house, but in other locations. Have you actually had a chance to try that, to move it to different locations or different homes to see if it still works?
1: You know, I did do that uh, just for a bit of anecdotal testing early on. uh, I actually took it to my mother-in-law's farmhouse, uh, which is about seven miles away from where I live, just because I wanted to see how well it would work there, because she's only ever been able to get like a really pokey, crummy satellite internet service there. She can't get cable. She can't get AT&T. And it worked. It worked just fine. Uh, In fact, uh, she is now a subscriber. Uh, It worked well enough. But I from what I understand, T-Mobile does not consider this a mobile product. In other words, if you have a second like like a vacation home or something like that, T-Mobile does not want you taking this there <laughs> um, to use because it's supposed to be registered kind of to your address. Whether you can actually go ahead and
0: do that real world, I don't know, but I did it one time and it would work just fine. Yeah, it is important to note that you know T-Mobile says that this is available in 30 million households and that seems like a lot, but there are. Large pockets where this is not yet available. I know the company is looking to expand availability, uh, but for instance, where I live out in Long Island, it's not available. I know of other friends and family who've looked and are still seeing that the service is yet available. So it's not not quite broadly available yet, which is probably why T-Mobile doesn't want you to move that thing around. Uh, Speaking of satellite, uh, you uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, and I know you haven't had a chance to try out. Uh, the SpaceX Starlink service from Elon Musk but this is the one that uses low Earth orbit satellites to offer internet connection uh, what do you what do you think about that because this is another example of an alternative broadband service provider or at least different than your standard cable or telco
1: yeah, I mean, it definitely promises to be a game changer uh, for rural uh, subscribers, for for folks who who just don't have good access to broadband. Um, I, I, that being said, I'm not super excited about it. Uh, it's 500 bucks to get the equipment, which requires installation, and then it's 100 dollars a month for the service. And as yet, it's fairly untested. I mean, this is brand new, a brand new satellite internet technology that's being rolled out. And I just like, I'm not going to be a beta tester in that group. Um, You know, at least 4G and 5G are are certainly a little more uh, proven. So I'm not feeling the love for Starlink right now. And again, I don't live out in the middle of nowhere. So um, I'm, I think if I did, I might feel differently, but for, for this uh, suburban guy, meh,
0: well, if you are curious about Starlink, our colleague John Kim uh, actually got the service and tested it out. And it works pretty well for him, but it's worth checking out his video. Um, but if you are a little nervous about Starlink, keep in mind that both Verizon and AT&T are also looking to expand their own home internet service. So hopefully in the next couple of months, the the landscape for internet service options uh, should be very different. So just to recap, Rick, what do you think about the service? What are the major pros and cons, and what should folks consider before jumping into this?
1: Yeah, so overall, right now, I'm I'm pretty I have a pretty good thumbs up feeling on this. Um, major pros are definitely the flat 60 bucks a month, which includes taxes and fees and equipment, and especially no data cap at all, which is remarkable because we're all, you know, (laughs) we all know that quote unquote unlimited for your phone service really isn't. Uh, So no data cap, so that's huge. And, you know, if you live in an area where there's good 5G signal, um, you know, your performance is going to be on par with at least what you're getting from from basic cable Internet. So that's all really, really huge. And the cons are, you know, kind of minor at this point. I mean, gaming is potentially Troublesome, uh, might be for some, might not be for others. Uh, and, you know, the Hulu with live TV thing is probably, hopefully, something that they work out at some point. Um, and then it's just availability, you know, can you get it? And uh, again, as you mentioned, you know, 30 million households sounds like a lot, but it's a fraction uh, of the total number of households in the US. So you just might not be able to get it yet.
0: All right, well, Rick, thanks for your time and your your impressions. I know a lot of folks are interested in this service. You can check out his full story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.